I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Utah's source for exclusive access and insights behind the news. Here's the opinion page editor of the Deseret News, Boyd Matheson, on KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Welcome back, everyone, to Inside Sources here on KSL News Radio. It's great to be with you today. I am Boyd Matheson, opinion editor at the Deseret News. And as we march our way forward towards the top of the hour, uh, looking back yesterday, uh, obviously there were some always some interesting moments in inaugurations, uh, powerful moments, surprising moments that I, I think often uh, catch you just a, a little off guard. And I'm one of those, uh, whether you are happy about the result or angry about the result of the election, uh, in any election, it's always interesting. There, there's always about half the country who's not happy with the result and about half the country that, that's pleased at least with that their candidate won. And I think that was the case here, closely divided country for sure. Uh, but there are moments, uh, regardless of your p- political affiliation, uh, that you just have to say, okay, that was a good, that was just a good American moment. And I think the best American moment yesterday uh, was not offered up by any politician or anyone from any political party or anyone with great standing anywhere. Uh, it was the poet, Amanda Gorman. Uh, who read uh, her original piece, The Hill We Climb, at the Joe Biden inauguration. And this was inspiring to me. Uh, One, coming from such a young person, uh, was absolutely inspiring. That uh, man, that she could put all of that together and then deliver it. Her delivery was just absolutely flawless uh, in how she presented that. And uh, it was so good. I I listened to it again uh, several times yesterday. And uh, for those of you who were not able to, and those that did, uh, I want you to listen to this in its entirety. I was going to play just a little segment of it. A lot of folks have done that around the country. Uh, There are some real highlights, to be sure. But everybody should just listen to it all the way through. And that's what we're going to do right now. Amanda Gorman reads The Hill We Climb. When day comes, we ask ourselves, where can we find light in this never-ending shade? The loss we carry, a sea we must wade. We've braved the belly of the beast. We've learned that quiet isn't always peace. And the norms and notions of what just is, isn't always just is. And yet the dawn is ours before we knew it. Somehow we do it. Somehow we've weathered and witnessed a nation that isn't broken, 
but simply unfinished. We, the successors of a country and a time where a skinny black girl descended from slaves and raised by a single mother can dream of becoming president only to find herself reciting for one. And yes, we are far from polished, far from pristine, but that doesn't mean we are striving to form a union that is perfect. We are striving to forge our union with purpose, to compose a country committed to all cultures, colors, characters, and conditions of man. And so we lift our gazes not to what stands between us, but what stands before us. We close the divide because we know to put our future first. We must first put our differences aside. We lay down our arms so we can reach out our arms to one another. We seek harm to none and harmony for all. Let the globe, if nothing else, say this is true. That even as we grieved, we grew. That even as we hurt, we hoped. That even as we tired, we tried. That we'll forever be tied together, victorious. Not because we will never again know defeat, but because we will never again sow division. Scripture tells us to envision that everyone shall sit under their own vine and fig tree, and no one shall make them afraid. If we're to live up to our own time, then victory won't lie in the blade, but in all the bridges we've made. That is the promised glade, the hill we climb, if only we dare it. Because being American is more than a pride we inherit. It's the past we step into and how we repair it. We've seen a force that would shatter our nation rather than share it would destroy our country if it meant delaying democracy. And this effort very nearly succeeded. But while democracy can be periodically delayed, it can never be permanently defeated. In this truth, in this faith we trust, for while we have our eyes on the future, history has its eyes on us. This is the era of just redemption. We feared it at its inception. We did not feel prepared to be the heirs of such a terrifying hour, but within it we found the power to author a new chapter, to offer hope and laughter to ourselves. So, while once we asked... How could we possibly prevail over catastrophe? Now we assert. How could catastrophe possibly prevail over us? We will not march back to what was, but move to what shall be, a country that is bruised, but whole, benevolent, but bold, fierce, and free. We will not be turned around or interrupted by intimidation because we know our inaction and inertia will be the inheritance of the next generation. Our blunders become their burdens. But one thing is certain. If we merge mercy with might and might with right, then love becomes our legacy and change our children's birthright.
So let us leave behind a country better than one we were left with every breath from my bronze-pounded chest. We will raise this wounded world into a wondrous one. We will rise from the gold-limbed hills of the west. We will rise from the wind-swept northeast where our forefathers first realized revolution. We will rise from the lake-rimmed cities of the Midwestern states. We will rise from the sun-baked south. We will rebuild reconcile and recover in every known nook of our nation in every corner called our country our people diverse and beautiful will emerge battered and beautiful when day comes we step out of the shade of flame and unafraid the new dawn blooms as we free it for there is always light if only we're brave enough to see it if only we're brave enough to be it uh, inspiring words there uh, at the inauguration yesterday. I think it really was the highlight of the day. Uh, Amanda Gorman and the hill we climb uh, really lays out uh, so many important things, so many powerful principles, so many powerful images, uniting images, uh, I think, of the country and who we are as a people, uh, that we aren't perfect, uh, that we're not broken, we're just not finished. Uh, I think that was a great, uh, great framing there. And uh, so many lessons to be learned. That's worth going back and reading as well. Uh, we talked about this yesterday. Some things are better read than said. Some are better said than read. Uh, this is both. Uh, this is one that is both worth listening to uh, and her uh, impeccable delivery of that. But it's also worth going back and just reading the words and reflecting on those from the poet Amanda Gorman yesterday at the inauguration. Again, to me, the real highlight of the day, uh, best speech of the day, uh, bar none, and uh, should give us all hope in the future of the country uh, in terms of the young people coming up that uh, can put together that kind of uh, words and presentation to really inspire uh, the entire country. Uh, so important. And uh, we need to continue to do that as a country uh, to look to each other and to look to things like the arts. Uh, the arts do matter. They do give us a, an opportunity to express many of the things that do unite us as a country. All right, we're going to go ahead and step aside for a quick commercial break. When we come back, uh, we'll look at the movable middle and what the future is as we look at our politics, our policies, and what it means for the people of the United States of America. Stay with us. It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than 2 million downloads. Find it on kslpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts.